I, I, I felt like a, a Spanish. All I needed a, was a was a, a, a big uh, Spanish hat on and uh, some spurs. Give me some spurs put on these boots here. A sombrero, yeah, sombrero, you know. And uh, and I and start saying, see, si, senor. Amen. All right. All right, Genesis chapter 18, verse 16. And the men rose up from thence and looked towards Sodom. And Abraham went with them to bring them on the way. And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do? Seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. For I know him, that he will command his children and his household after him, that they should keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment, that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he has spoken of him. And the Lord said, Because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is very grievous, I will go down now and see whether they have done all together according to the cry of it, which is come unto me. If not, I will know. And the men turned their faces from thence and went toward Sodom, but Abraham stood yet before the Lord. And Abraham drew near and said, Wilt thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Preadventure, there be fifty righteous within the city and everybody say amen you may be seated god bless you just for a little while this subject how much will god obligate himself to our world or you could title it, Is God Obligated at All? And right away we would say, yeah, the scripture says, John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. So God in the flesh obligated himself to our world. And, and by his obligation, mercy still keeps the door open. Got just a little bit of a ring, brother, if you can get that off of there. By, by him obligating himself, it allows the door of mercy to stand open that there might be just a few more come in. I, I used to didn't like that song that uh, the Lutheran brothers sang many years ago back in the early 50s. Uh, a song that sang a lot before a lot of you was even born, I guess, but I was a uh, chapel of a boy but he was saying wait a little longer please Jesus there's so many still wandering out in sin and I, I just never did like that song but I guess mellowed out got a little age on me and uh, I think oh God if you could just wait just a few more hours there's somebody else we're trying to get in and uh Mercy keeps the door open. But I'll assure you, if God was to say, I've had enough, then God would be no longer obligated to America. But because of a blessed people that love God, and because there's a church, God obligates himself to us. You see, God was on his way to Sodom to destroy it, but he went by a preacher's house and asked a few questions. And then in turn, the preacher asked God a few questions. And the results of it was God stayed his hand of judgment for just a few hours. When he would have not said a word to Abraham, he asked the question, should I hide from Abraham the thing which I'm fixing to do? And so then when he tells Abraham what he's fixing to do, Abraham then says, Lord, will you destroy the righteous with the wicked? Now, the, the Bible doesn't give us a lot of detail on exactly what all went on in Sodom, but we do know that Lot lived there 20 odd years. There should have been a synagogue or tabernacle in Sodom, 
but we don't have no biblical record of it. There, there should have been some, some people that knew how to pray at an altar, but we don't have no biblical record that nobody in Sodom knew how to build an altar except Lot. And we don't have no record of where he built an altar, but somehow or another, God had mercy. You know why you're here tonight? God had mercy on you today when he could have never took a second thought. He let you come to church one more time. So by that, God obligated himself to you to come to do one thing, and that's to worship him. We're only here to magnify and worship God. Let's lift our hands and love him. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Shandalabahakatamahaya. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And then God says, now, uh, seeing that Abraham, for I know Abraham, and what he'll do, he'll command his children and his household servants to serve God. And he said, I don't have no doubt about him, but I'm worried about what's happening in Sodom. So then he tells Abraham what he's fixing to do. And Abraham, I'm sure he knew that God knew that Lot was down there. But I'm sure that God wanted to find out how concerned Abraham was about that man that was in Sodom. So Abraham then says, God, could you give us just a little time? Now, the Bible says two angels went on to Sodom. Now, it doesn't, it doesn't spell it out in word for word, but in my mind's eye, I contend to say that those angels went to Sodom looking for 50 righteous and couldn't find them and reports back to God, there's not 50 there. Abraham approaches God again and said, Well, God, maybe there might be 40. I don't believe, I believe that angels went and couldn't find 40. Then Abraham says, maybe there's 30. They couldn't find 30. Maybe there's 20. They couldn't find them. Finally, Abraham says, God, if it'll not anger you for this one last time that I would ask you, if we could only find 10, would you spare that city? And God said, for 10's sake, I'll spare the city. And they couldn't even find 10. They started with four out of the city and only wound up with three of them reaching the city limits. A man living there 20 years and he can only escape with himself and two daughters. But because a friend of God asked God for mercy, Lot was able to escape with his life. Some of you are sitting on these pews tonight because God's got a friend right here. Now, you, you, you say what you want to. And you can form your opinion. You have the right. You are grown up. You're an individual. You are a red-blooded American. You can form your opinion. But I can take you to the Word of God. It's because this man here is a friend of God. Now, he didn't pay me to say this, but I'm telling you, without a pastor, without an overseer, you're just as lost as a goose in a hailstorm. And it takes a man of God with direction from God to keep a church going. A church just does not go by itself. It takes a pastor. And you got a pastor here that believes in the word of God. I think we ought to just lift our hands and thank God for mercy that God has given Hutchinson, Kansas. Oh God. Hallelujah. If it had not have been for Abraham, God would have never obligated himself to drag Lot out of there. He would have destroyed him with the righteous, with all the wicked that was there, rather. I drew some parallel lines. I began to think about this this afternoon. And I begin to think about some things that America has that Sodom didn't have. This alarm you. 
what Sodom didn't have. But yet God let that revival. And I preach a sermon. And I, I don't want to get off on it too much and mess it up, but I might want to preach it one night. Uh, a one-night revival. God let that, that town have 12 more hours of revival. How many, I just want to ask the question, how many more revivals is God going to let Hutchinson, Kansas have? How much more will God obligate himself to a people that's thumbing their nose at the church? It's only the mercy of God that this town even exists. And I only believe that it's the mercy of God that God wouldn't destroy this complete town if it wasn't for this church here. Somebody that knows how to pray, somebody that's begging God for mercy for a few more hours to get a few more people in. So, let, let us look at it this way. Sodom didn't have privileges like you and I have. Do you know that Sodom, after a careful study, Sodom didn't have a church? They should have, but they didn't have a church that we have any record of. We have them by the thousands. In some of our towns in Mississippi, I don't know too much about Kansas, other than what I've, a little bit I've stayed here, but uh, you take a town of, of 50,000 people. Now, I want you to listen to this. I went to the phone director and looked it up. A town of 50,000 people, Hattiesburg, Mississippi, which is 30 miles away from my home. In that one town, there is 75 Baptist churches. In that one town of 50,000 people, there are 75 Baptist churches. That's not even counting the Methodist churches, the Lutheran, the Episcopalian, the Catholic, the Assembly of God, the Church of God. Hattiesburg with 49,000 has got four Church of God churches in it. Got two United Pentecostal churches in it. Now, and I'm not, I haven't even looked at the Assembly of God. I haven't even looked at the... Uh, uh, the, the Mormon, they got a Mormon church there. They got a, they got a Jehovah's Witness church there. Of 50,000 people in that town. It would alarm you to know how many churches this little town of Hutchinson, Kansas has. I wished I would have had a phone book earlier this afternoon, but I didn't have one in my trailer to just find out exactly how many churches. Sodom didn't have a church. But America has them by the literal thousands. Do you know that Sodom didn't have but one preacher? And he wasn't saying nothing. But America has them by the thousands plus thousands. 90% percent of the preachers of this world live in the United States of America. The other 6% are scattered through Russia, France, England, Spain, Portugal, Georgia, Czechoslovakia, Romania, South America, Central America, Philippines, 94% of the preachers live right here in the United States of America. How much more do you think God's going to obligate himself to America that's, that's thumbing her nose at him? It's only the mercy of God that we're here tonight. Sodom didn't have one Bible. But we got them by the millions. I went in Goodwill yesterday. Just looked at the book rack. On the book rack, four Bibles sitting right there. I thumbed through them, found where a lady had wrote in her Bible. President John F. Kennedy was shot today. God rest his soul. The Bible don't look like it had been thumbed through hardly any. It probably sat on top of a TV somewhere and gathered dust, but I'll guarantee you she wore out no telling how many TV guides. And I bought that Bible. I bought that Bible for $1.95. 
probably one time the Bible's worth $30, $40. Sodom didn't have a Bible, but we got them by the millions. I counted the other day, I've got six or seven Bibles in my trailer. Why don't you keep that many for a well? Would you believe I had one stolen in a Pentecostal church? Get off that. I'll get upset thinking about that again. Amen. <laughs> Sodom didn't have a Bible school, but we have on record here in the United States of America 250 Bible colleges. That's Baptist, Methodist, Church of God, Single God, Catholic, United Pentecostal Church, Assemblies of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, the Mormons, the Lutherans, uh, the Episcopalians, the, uh, oh God, the list goes on. Got 250 registered Bible colleges, but Solomon had the one. But yet God stayed his hand of judgment. Sodom didn't have a gospel station in Atlanta, Georgia, three weeks ago. I turned the dial three quarters of an inch and found four gospel stations with music and preaching going around the clock. Sodom didn't have a gospel station, but we got scores and scores and scores and probably hundreds of gospel stations throughout America. Sodom didn't have a history of judgment. We got volumes of them, of histories of judgments that, that has been passed on to us, and we've seen things happen. But yet God obligated himself for 12 more hours for Sodom. Now I'm going to ask you the question. How much longer will God obligate himself to America? I'm going to tell you what church. We better come to grips with ourselves. This thing is fixing to wrap up. Bush today. I don't know if he's selling us down the drain or not. But he's take, he took all the nuclear warheads off of our B-52 bombers and our B-1 bombers today. He activated them. I said the same thing. I said, he's crazy. Then he turns around and says, well, we can reactivate them within 24 hours when it only takes, when it only takes one of them things to, when it goes off in about, about 30 minutes, it's here. How in the world do you think we can activate one of them things? I'm telling you, we're being sold down the drain and God will not obligate himself. The only thing that keeps America together is a prayer meeting on Wednesday night, is a prayer meeting on Sunday morning, is a prayer meeting on Sunday night, is a few people gathering together in churches on off-service nights crying out to God, Oh God, have mercy. My mama's lost. My daddy's lost. It's, it's only the mercy of God that keeps us safe like it is right now. But yet, America was founded on biblical truths by our forefathers established that we would be a continent that would have the privilege and the honor to serve God like we want to. But friend of mine, we're being strangled to death with amendments to laws of our Constitution that's going to take our religious freedom away from us for it's over with. You say, oh, Brother Bourne, they've just done away with communism. Yeah, it looks like it in, in, in the, on, the, on the level it is, but my friend, you just wait. Now, I don't mean to sound like a doomsday prophet tonight, but I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, our time is running out, and oh God, let me stay with my nose in the book, and let me know what direction we're headed, to, and how many more minutes we have. I don't know, but oh, the time clock of God is ticking away. And time is precious with the church today. Let's lift your hands and love him. Oh, God. What obligation does God have to the people of America who will, on Sunday, listen to this. I wrote these things down. I have to read, study a little bit on this. Who will spend one hour. The national average for our churches in America is one hour on Sunday morning. And if a preacher goes over 1130, people start getting nervous and upset because they're afraid they're not going to be first in line at the cafe or, or the steakhouse. 
afraid the, afraid the first church is going to beat them up there and they had to stand in line too long. I've seen people get up and walk out while the preaching was going on because they wanted to be in line first at, at Western Sicily. Yeah. Spending one hour in church on Sunday. Now, most of our, most of our Pentecostal churches maybe uh, uh, have just a little bit more uh, length on that. Uh, but I, I preached in some this year that it didn't last but 55 minutes and it was over with in United Pentecostal Churches. Yes, sir. Oh, they was through with me a long time before I got through. <laughs> I know I'm a little lengthy, but oh God, if we could just get our, 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 our soul stirred up, we wouldn't get through so quick. If we could really see what shape America's in, we wouldn't be so eager to run charge it out of here. Spend one hour in church on Sunday, but we can go to the ballpark and stay five hours playing ball and never think nothing about it. We'll sit with the ungodly. We'll sit with the blasphemy. We'll sit with the profound that will curse God, but they're playing ball. We're having fun. Church ought to be just as exciting as ball playing. I, I like to play ball, but I believe church ought to be just as exciting. I had, I had a ball team in my church when I was in Mount Hermon, Louisiana, and I told them, I said, the day that the ball team gets more exciting in church, I'll shut that thing down. And honey, I shut it down. Would you believe I lost 37 people that moved from my church, went to another church so they could play ball? Thirty-seven people got up and stalked out of my church because I cut ball back. Because two of my two of my my men in my church, my guitar player and and one of the Sunday school teachers, got nearby got in a knockdown drag out over rules, and it was just a game we was playing. I said it won't be no more ball. What? Well, we won't go to church here. I said toodaloo. I hate to see you go, but I'm not gonna have this. Play ball and then can't get to the prayer room in time. Oh, I feel a mean spirit getting on me. Let's get away from that one. In America, only this can happen. In the name of religion, Mardi Gras, people can just strip off and go naked as a jaybird, walk up and down the streets of New Orleans, Mobile, Pensacola, wherever they got Mardi Gras at because they're doing it in the name of religion. Dress any ungodly way that they want to dress. And I, of course, I hadn't been to New Orleans and Mardi Gras. I ain't got no desire to go to it. Have no desire at all. But I've seen pictures in magazines and papers that was it was from start. Life magazine, print people, showed pictures of people walking naked as all get out. But long as they was at church at 6 o'clock next morning, get that little dab of ash on their forehead here. Huh? How much longer do you think God's going to obligate himself to that kind of stuff going on? All in the name of religion. All in America where you can walk in a newsstand and see 65 different magazines promoting pornography, illicit sex in any manner, form, or fashion. But yet we are a God-fearing nation. You don't believe me, you just go. We went and got coffee this morning, and I sat down there and turned and looked at that magazine rack. I could not believe what was on that magazine rack. I've seen about 15 different magazines with girls dressed every kind of way but the right way. Oh, but we in America. America loves God. Only in America this will happen. We have given millions of dollars to a country that was communistic supported only to have us pushed out of there and the old sisters have our hands cut off and couldn't do nothing. Lose millions of dollars. And we've seen that happen right down here in Central America. 
We have pumped millions of dollars to Daniel Ortega down there only to have it go down a rat hole and don't know what happened to The country of that. But yet this is a God-fearing nation. Coins we have got in God we trust on. But we trust more in our nuclear power submarines. Trust more in our military hardware. Trust more in our National Guard than we do in God. I heard somebody say they're going to take, they're going to take that inscription off there in God we trust and put in the Pope we hope. Yeah. Well, yesterday they just they they made it national. Yesterday you can dial the Pope now and talk to him. A nine uh, one nine hundred number cost you cost you four dollars a minute to talk to the Pope. What's the Pope gonna tell you? It's probably some wine old priest that they've got set up for answering that telephone. The most reverend, the most reverend of our diocese in Bloodsome, Mississippi, they had to transfer him somewhere else. I won't go into details what all happened, but it was a scandal you would not believe. Coins that have in God we trust, but our children in our public schools can't even sing Christmas carols. They done banned them now. Can't even say the Lord's Prayer. Can't even have devotion. They arrested three kids the other day. It may have been right here in this state or Iowa somewhere for reading the Bible and having prayers stand out by the flagpole. 11, 13, and, a, and maybe a 14-year-old arrested them. Teachers had them arrested because they was reading the Bible and had a prayer by the flagpole. No, that ain't in Central America. That's around here in America. Only in America we see this poverty everywhere but yet but yet one hour on Sunday afternoon Mobile Alabama this is it betters in the stands bet four million dollars on a pack of greyhound dogs running a mechanical rabbit the dog just so dumb they don't even know it. It ain't a real rabbit. But yet we got educated people up in the stands betting on dogs to chase that mechanical rabbit. Four million dollars. But in New Orleans, Louisiana, October of last year, the welfare was sent out to homes to investigate. They had a complaint. They got there, they found a 13-month-old already dead from dehydration or from malnutrition, starved to death, found a two-year-old that only weighed seven and a half pounds, found three or four other kids locked up in a room with five dogs. And the, the, the man and woman just throw the food in there and the dogs and the kids fought over the food. Now, I'm not talking about in Czechoslovakia. I'm not talking about in the Philippines. I'm not talking about in Mexico. I'm not talking about in Canada. I'm not talking about in Siberia. I'm talking about right here in the red-blooded America where this is all going on in. How much more do you think God's going to obligate himself to that kind of stuff? The police were sent out in Pascagoula, Mississippi just two months ago. They got a complaint about a, about a woman with her children. They run her down in a car. Now listen, run her down in a car and stopped her. The 15-year-old girl had burns all over her body where the woman had stuck a hot iron to her demanding that she sell her body to get them some money. No, no. I ain't in some far away flung place right here in America. You know, you, you know what we're doing? We're like ostriches. We've got our heads stuck in the sand and we say, oh, Brother Boyne, don't be so agnostic. Don't be so, so downtrodden. Don't, hey, friend, we might as well get our eyes open and say, hey, I, 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 I need to know. We need to know what's going on. And, and I know it ain't all downbeat all the time. There's some good things that happen. Thank God for it. There's a church. Thank God for the church. 
But oh my God, how much more will God obligate himself to America that's pulling these kind of shenanigans? But old Rover can get run over by a car. They'll put his picture on the front page and some egghead will donate $100,000 to get Rover to have surgeon fix his legs up. If you, don't, if you don't believe people's, people have got their emotions all mixed up, that's why Paul said, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Worshiping the creature more than the creator. A man the other day died. He left in his will to his German shepherd one million dollars. How many churches could that be one million dollars. Now I ain't got nothing against pets. Don't nobody, don't nobody jump to conclusion here. But we spend more money per year on dog food than the church can even collect in their offering pans. All of our churches throughout the whole United States, there's more money spent on dog food, cat food, every kind of a food for the animals. And if you don't believe what I'm telling you, if you don't really understand, go down to the grocery store. And, and, and one of those aisles, both gondolas on, on the left and right, is dedicated to nothing but pet food. Well, they've even got vegetables for dogs now. Vegetables. Now, a dog, God give him a sense, God, God give him a, 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 a divine nature. When he gets sick, he goes, eats grass, and, and goes and throws it up. But, but they done put, uh, they done put uh, uh, vegetables on the aisle for dogs. Spend more per year. Hey, I got two dogs. I ain't got nothing against animals. Just some of them I don't particularly like. And especially when I wash my truck and that cat gets up on my truck. I mean, him supposed to go to war. I won't say no more about that. I had a lady in my church in Louisiana that had a little poodle. Now she loved that little poodle. She had a 15-year-old boy that uh, was coming to church. But now, now she couldn't go paint herself up. But she could take old Snicker Fritz down to the poodle parlor and fix him up. You're a boy. You're going to lose that boy. You know what that poodle did? He accidentally hung himself somewhere. I don't know what happened, but hung himself. And that woman grieved over that poodle died. She come to church and just squall and bawl. And got a 15-year-old boy sitting there on the pew that she's losing. And I'm sad to say she lost him. didn't have her mind and her heart where it needed to be. Became lovers of the world more than lovers of God. Come on now, come on now. Don't, don't, don't shut up on me now. I'm telling you, we're living in a, in a God-forsaken society where things have just turned completely around. People's minds are not near about on God. They're on everything else but God. Hallelujah. Let's lift our hands and love the Lord right now. Shandala Bahakaya. Idala Baha Shandala Bahakaya. If I could have more concern about souls than about frivolous things, I preached a sermon some time ago, and I titled it this, Slaves to Secondary Things. It, it don't have to be a, a, a dog. It could be your truck. 
It can be your car. It can be your house. Amen. Can I give you an example? I'll plunder in my closet, okay? I had an 86 Chevrolet truck, blue on blue. First new pickup truck I ever owned was an 86. I've always had clunkers. I bought that thing. It was so pretty. The first week I washed it seven times. My wife crawled all over me about washing that truck so much. But I didn't want the kids climbing on it. I didn't want nobody touching it. Look at it, but don't touch it. I had it nine days and somebody hit a grocery cart in a parking lot at Kroger's and that grocery cart come across that parking lot doing about 40 mile an hour hitting my truck and done $473 damage to, to my door. I got so upset and uh, went and had it fixed, had them painted, and uh, of course my insurance had to take care of it, and it didn't match, and I made them paint it again. And it still didn't match, and I tried to uh, work with it, but finally I just, just left there in disgust, and, and I thought, here I paid $16,000 for a truck with everything on it but a nose wiper, and, 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 and I get this to happen to it. And uh, I got to, uh, I got to, uh, uh, little town in, in North Mississippi to preach a revival and I was trying to take care of my truck and I, I, I guess we have a degree of pride about us, uh, about all of us now don't tell me you ain't now As some of y'all looking down y'all's long passes knows that me and I know good and well you, uh, the same thing had happened to you and, and I pulled up to this store and this man was right ahead of me and he put on brakes up there about 30 feet from me and his groceries fell off of the seat and he put it up and parked he thought here he come backwards, wide open. Hit my truck, 900 something dollars this time. It hit the door, it, it backed up about three foot on the same side, hit the same side of the truck, 900 something dollars. I just sat there. I didn't know whether to cry, scream, or run. I got out of my truck and the fellow jumped out and he said, whoa, mister, I have messed your truck up. I said, yes, sir. You have done a royal job on my truck. I got that fixed and I come home. And I told my wife, I said, that truck's getting my victory. I'm fixing to break this up. I'm fixing to break this up. I said, this is not the will of God. I backed that thing up to a ditch, let that tailgate down. I went and got on my little cub tractor with that belly bow on it. It would not fit in there. I've come across that road and aimed for that pickup. And I jumped that cub right up in the back of that pickup. Scrubbed them friend of whales, bent them friend of whales, put that thing in reverse, backed it out of there, went parked my tractor, come back out. I said, All right, you're scratched, you're bent, I'm happy. And closed the tailgate, and I've been happy ever since. Somebody saying, no, I don't know whether I would have done that or not. But you know what? I was letting that truck become a god to me. I was letting that thing get the best of me. How much do you think God's going to obligate himself to, a, to an individual that he lets these little gods, lets these little things, these no account things that's not worth anything at all, but become so obsessed with it until you can't even think straight. And I determined in my mind in 1987, I said, this is not going to be this way. I'm trying to live for God. And I get up in the pulpit and I preach. And then I walk out of the pulpit and let something like that get a hold of me. I said, oh God, somewhere or another, i got to climb out of that pit. I bought, that, I bought that 89 out there, and when I bought it, I drove it off in the parking lot, and I said, Devil, you're not going to torment me about this thing, not one time. It's a pretty truck. I've had everybody brag on it. Everybody wants to buy my truck. But I said, if a scratch gets on it, I'm going to laugh about it. And my 11-year-old boy put the first scratch on it. <laughs> Look at this scratch. I was determined. I wasn't going to let that thing get my victory. I'm talking to some of y'all. We drag, some of you ladies drag soul machines in this church. You ain't got your mind on church. 
you got everything else in your mind. You're still trying to figure out why that sewing machine broke. Why did that needle break? You're still sitting at that sewing machine and we're trying to say, and I know, Lord, we said, what happened to my sewing machine? I cut that pie fell. What happened to that cake? I put that transmission in there five times. I had a bracket to break on my car several years ago on a, on a, on a 67 uh, a Malibu Chevelle. I dropped that bolt 33 times trying to put it in that place. Every time I dropped it, I had to get out on my knees, get on my belly, climb up under that car, and get that bolt out of that gravel. I dropped that bolt 33, I counted. When I come out from under the 33rd time, I looked at that bolt and I said, you devil, you, and I ran back and I was going to throw it. And the Holy Ghost said, now I wouldn't do that. Come on now. How much do you think God's going to obligate himself to us if we can't? I'm preaching to me too now. Come on now. I know good and well I done, I done opened some doors. I done got somebody's closet around here. Huh? We become so obsessed and so upset about some things when we just need to have a good prayer meeting and get victory. I determined that I wasn't going to let that get me like that. I know I'm flesh, and the devil will tempt, the devil will harass. He'll do everything in his power to sidetrack our minds. I laid that bolt up on the car and backed away from it, and I grinned. I said, sweetheart, you sit right there, and I'm going to be right back in a few minutes, darling. You got me upset right now, and I want to destroy you, but I'm not. I went in the house, I told my wife, fix me a glass of tea, I need to cool off. She said, yeah, I've been watching through the window, you need to cool off. <laughs> I, I drank my glass of tea, I sat there, I grinned, and I talked to myself, and I said, Self, you're not going to get upset about that bolt out there. It's just a bolt. That's all it is. It's a bracket. That, that nut, that bolt, will go in there. I walked back out there and picked up that bolt. And I said, in the name of Jesus Christ, God, this thing has got to go here. I, run, I was having to run my hand, the bolt was between this thing right here, and run my hand down in like this, stand up on my toes, and da 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 pushed it right on there. I shouted in that gravel. But I think of the 33 times I got on my belly, smoke just bawling out my ears so upset one thing and one thing alone keeps this world of ours from complete decay and that's the church let's lift our hands and pray right now oh God oh Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. When God would have destroyed Sodom, he stayed his hand, and Lot and his wife and two daughters started their exodus out of the city. And God said, Don't look back. Church, I believe when God gives us the Holy Ghost, we ain't got time to look left or right to see what's going on or look behind us. We must, we must, we've got to, we've got to. Our time is precious. Do you hear me? I said our time is precious. And we are running out of time. And oh God, don't let me be caught just spinning my wheels. Think I'm accomplishing something when I'm not doing the will of God. In my life. Let's stand. Shandala Oh God. Let's lift our hands and love him right now. Oh Shandala Mahakata Mahaya.
In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. I can tell you from a testimony that, from my testimony, that there's been so many times that when, when I come to grips with myself, now, I'll be the first to tell you that my number one enemy is my flesh. It's my flesh. Paul said that, and, and I can readily agree with him. I have to conquer this flesh. Now, I told you the other night that, 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 that I'm out there by myself a lot of times. And don't you ever believe the devil don't don't arrange it sometime to make it look like it's real convenient. Let me give you a prime example. You think God's going to obligate himself to somebody? He that knoweth to do good and doeth it not. What does the Bible say? And to him it's what a sin. I walked in Walmart in uh, Harrisburg, Illinois. Been gone three weeks from home. 21 days. Hadn't seen my wife. Hadn't seen my kids. I was homesick. I was so homesick, I couldn't understand it. I wanted to get home to the wife and then kids. Just be at that house. I walked in there, and there was, there was a lady there, a real nice, good-looking lady. Very dressed, very nice, very good-looking. She's standing there inside there, and she said, Clean your glasses, sir. So I pulled my glasses off and handed her my glasses. And uh, she started wiping my glasses, and she looked at me and kind of gave me one of those little come-on smiles. I said, man, you sure do smell good. I said, what did you say? She said, you sure do smell good. I said, lady, hand me my glasses. I ain't through cleaning. I said, I don't care if you ain't through. I said, hand me my glasses. No, I don't mind nobody telling me, ask me uh, what kind of cologne you got on. It smells good. But don't look at me with that little twinkle in your eye again. I'll, I'll go to Fifth City with you. Oh, now, brother, I don't know about you. Hey, Paul said I die daily. Yeah, brother Bourne, you sure tell a lot of things on yourself. Well, you want to get out there and try to evangelize by yourself and find out how the devil will attack you. And I made my exit out of that. Now, my wife laughs about it. She thinks it's funny. But it wasn't funny to me. Now, wouldn't that have been cute? You know, I'm 500 miles away from home. Nobody don't know me in that town. And I can kind of raise my eyebrows and say, wow, lady, you, you look good too, you know. And, uh, let's let's, let's, let's uh, talk more about this. Oh, it's happening. We got preachers that are biting the dust every day. But I've purposed in my heart that I want to hear the Lord say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. I've purposed in my heart that I want my family to say, Well done. Hear the Lord say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. How much more will God obligate himself to us when we just haphazardly live for God? Haphazardly live for God. Let me, let me sell myself to God and be in His will. Let's come stand around the front here. I feel like we just need to come stand around the front here just for a few moments.
Oh God, oh God, oh God. Sing that song, sister. I, uh, denied. I, I forgot how that goes. Be denied. Will not be denied. Jesus came and saved me all I would not be denied. Oh, I would not be denied. Would not be denied. Jesus came and made me whole. I would not be. Come on, everybody sing it. Oh, I would not be denied. Would not be denied. Jesus came and made me whole. I would not be. Come on, sing it again. Oh, I would not be denied. Yes, I would not be denied. Till Jesus come and made me whole. I would not be denied. You know, probably we could give a chance for testimony and every one of us could say, Brother Bourne, if you just knew where I come from and what God did for my life. And I determined that I'm not going to be denied when I come to church because God put a peace in my heart that made me an overcomer. That put joy in there that made me an overcomer. I would not be denied. I would not be denied. Till Jesus came and made me whole. I would not be. Sing it one more time. I would not be denied. I would not be denied. God, to do it, I'm going to do it. 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 I'm going เมื่อลงเดียร์ตอนนี้มึงก็ขอลงเดียร์มาอย่าอีตุนึงจีอุนอวะโฮอย่าฮาจงฮาจัวตาลีซื้อมันเนี่ยเป้าตอบตรงโ
จ่อเลยมูถลมเดียจ่อมูลมเดียจ่อกูจ่อมูเตินแดลี่ชัวยอมูโตขอตือมูโตจ่อมูขอตือเลยมูเป้หนุ่มจีทงลมเดียจ่อมูตีหนุ่มทงเปล่าลมเดียจ่อแค่ลิจูจ่อเกินเลยชาเปล่ามูตัวเนี้ยลาตีถลจูจ่อเกินชาตาลอเลยยันหนอจือปอดเดียวลงเดียวอย่าอีตัวหนึ่งจังเจงเทียกัวโป้ตอบตรงของเป็นดงจะมีจานลงเดียวหรอกวัวตัวไหนคงเกะวัวจีรินเดอร์หนุ่มแห่หมุดติงกองโตยาลาเตยันนอลงไปย่อหลอกวัวอีตุนายใช้จับเกินเดอเกินไปสิงห้วหือเสือเดอตัววัวเกินเดียดวัวตุนายเดียดกุโตเชียนจอวัวเจอลิเตนอเตจือซีเทหูวัวจ้าหยาวัวก็โตลัวเชียวัวจ้าหยาวัวก็โตลัวเนี่ยจะถูกเกอลงเดียร์กูอยากอีตัวมั่วกงมั่วมึงมั่วเบโตลัวเนี่ยโตลัวขวาถูกเกอกูอยากอีตัวมั่วเนี่ยมั่วเจียมั่วเชียล่อเชียดาป้าตกเป็นสิงห์วัวหือ我扎呀，这头哥弄点药，铁柱塞干的政府老窝解冻，头弄点药到做老窝解冻，晒雪那要治好，被生活好，但他山路黑，那么多辛苦，是的。ผู้มัวเกชีลูชีหัวเส้นมัวเกยงหีอีปัวจ่ายชีจัวมูลองชีไฮหนึ่งมุงหนึ่งหลอดปัวลงเรียยอเจลีมัวกุ้งมัวมันมัวเดินจอชานทีเทียมัวเนี่ยมัวเจียหัวหนึ่งตัวนู่นเป็นสิ่งหัวหือกู้เนี่ยกู้หือหนอจื้อล่อโยกู้เนี่ยกู้จึงถอดรู้ใจยุ่งอยู่ลงได้ย่อหลอดตัวหลอดวัวตัวจื้อฝืนเสียดายเลย Bây hãy nâng mông Phụ trò mùa tù cho trần chân Rồi thì o Lông đề do Cho bê sành hoa hử Trờ lì lùa to kế to chài Trờ lì lùa tù lo Tuy theo hù Hùa đồ ตัวตุกล้อมัวเกยตรงเชียเชียหัวยืนตาชีลูชีเห็นเดอเป็นมุ้งกูจึงอยากอีหายมึงหัวป้องไปกันโดวีให้เดียร์ปี是正道正道，别只包路了做人，莫做土就包路。要是那别不正道，那做花药，这做那做晒白白跟高哩，别梦。bị muốn thiên non thiên hậu nhỏ tuổi già đã trung đã lo chùa 
มายอดจู่โตมูยอดโตเราจู่รู้จอมายอดจู่โตเล็กก็มาเราจะเจ้หนึ่งเราจะจู่โตดีหนึ่งหมดทุ่งเราจู่รู้จอมาเหมือนตรงโตก็มาเทียนมาเจ้าโตหนึ่งมือย้อนเรื่องตื้อจังจีวัดเจอลินเดอร์ mà tôi lọt của môn lùa nhẹ lùa dịa giờ lên tư đông cô mở là giờ trên đường hoa lọt chùa lũ gió để chỉ lên mà lọt chùa cho chủ lùa การปลัวนอเลือกุ้มปลัวอ้อยอยากอยากอีอยากตุเป้แสงหัวหืนเลิ่มปลัวชี้กี่ยออยากอ้อยากตุว่าอยากจีเจจีรอเจตัสโซเลเลยอยากจุดตัวกูกี่ยันบี giờ pi cho mông do một pi hỗ lọt chùa chế mà riêng lọt chùa dân chỉ phú tụ con nhẹ thế tụ chín nên của kề ta từ hai bia do lưng nhẹ thế tụ mình nhỏ mò mò để xuân bia của mua o thì thế pi thì là do chùa do tụ tu dân chỉ mua chạy do cho nhẹ buổi tàu giữa chủ một pi เลยมื่อเนี่ยปื้อีไม่หยอกมุกปื้ออีอย่าชีลินเตอร์ย่อจู่มุกปื้อนดกอาเลอร์เรายันดกรอย่อจีบผู้ปื้อหัวลูกเจ้าทอลูกเจ้ายุ่งเตอร์ tây mông nhưng chỉ mua vả của đã chỉ tan thò nhưng chỉ mua chạy đã chỉ tan thò chỉ ta lên đỡ lũ chạy nhung đỡ tây mông chỉ tơ sâu đỡ chỉ tơ nhìn đỡ giờ mua lá cà tuôn đỡ thân xe tua giờ lấy sâu đỡ tua tây chẳng nhớ tàu mông chẳng nhớ tàu ใจหนึ่งเขียมูช่างอีนุกเกลยาอ้อนุกเกลจอดเด่นเตอร์หมดโตสุกุติหลอดจวนเตอร์เหนียงตรงนุ่งตามาหมัดโตอ้าหลอจีลาจีกาโตจามูท้อสุกุติหลอดจวนเหนียงเด่นเตอร์เตอร์หลอดยิ่งจี้เออท้อเตอร์ lùa dưng dùa nhẹ thua thua rồi cả dùa nhẹ đó lùa cù của ao giải dùa thế do đền tới chùa cứ chùa ti sư lỡ dùa tên đi do đền tới làm tới cả của một thứ mua dẫn lùi cho chủ của GMB mà lùi thêm những bánh tới phút đồ cầm luôn do rồi có khía một ít ớt hữu kê một những bánh tới tới lọc cho dần tới làm tới cả cả cu chế thầu nó tự thầu lũ chạy lũ nhường của lùi thân xe dùa dùa lợi thầu no thầu chạy thầu nhung là tù chỉ dễ chỉ rõ tờ do chủ cho gì là giờ do chủ cho luôn chị là giờ chẳng nhớ chủ cho luôn đầy một cờ thầu bò hay kia 
莫检查些，容易哪里？有没有？这里咱们这个都哪懂得有没有路上？有没有这里木跟咱们百姓得多点财多更多？从咱蒙铁里，马修，跟到跟到